Welcome back to the PCS Podcast, your home for all things competitive Pokemon TCG. In this week's episode, we're going to be diving into the Singapore Championship Review. We're going to go into a quick MetaShare study regarding what's successful now with Paldea Evolved Legal, kinda. And we'll do a brief cards spotlight regarding uh, the Pokemon 151. Talk a little bit about how much PTCGL sucks right now. And we'll do one last chance to get into NAIC in the news. We have a listener question and some Patreon Discord updates. I am Drew, and with me as always is Justin. Justin, how are we doing? I'm doing alright. Um, I say alright just for the the pure sake of um, how long weekend ended up taking the kid to her first ER visit on Friday, which was... Um, not fun. Uh, it's a, you know an experience, uh, and uh, from that, I think my wife and I caught a little bug while we were there because we're both feeling a little under the weather. But uh, that's what happens when you have a kid, especially when they start daycare and going to doctors' offices, offices and stuff like that. So um, I'd rather get it now, though, instead of in a week and a half, whenever I'm going to be leaving for NAIC. So. Um, Bring it on now, let me get better, get my last minute testing in, and get ready for NAIC. So, other than that, I'm doing good. How about you, Drew? How you doing? Uh, I am good. Um, played some Pokemon last week. It's pretty fun. I have some uh, some Paldea Evolved decks all being built and pieced together slowly but surely as my singles trickle in. Um, yeah, very, very excited to just play and have fun with this new format. It's... It's it was so good in proxy and now to like just have all the decks at my disposal like I usually do, is it's gonna be a good time. Can't wait to play. Didn't get to make it to the cup on Saturday like I had wanted to. Life just got a little bit busy. Some specific things needed to be taken care of. Um, but yeah, we're all good. And then today, I went out to my brother's house and I got my hot rod. So I have that for the summer and I'm. Looking forward to working on it, but at the same time, I'm not looking forward to paying <laughs> for the work that needs to be done to it. So, uh, you know, can't have fun without the work. So, is what it is. Yeah, I uh, I definitely miss my my fun car days, but at the same time, being able to just get in my car and it start up and go uh, on the first time it has been has been nice. I uh, definitely don't miss the days where I'd get off of work and be ready for the weekend, go to start my car, and it wouldn't start but you know when it did run it was fun yeah no that is that's the drawback for sure but yeah it's it'll be a good summer it's gonna be a good time um yeah. but yeah we have a little bit of pokemon to talk about singapore championships happened 212 players what took down the whole thing justin yeah so in first place uh we have mew v max Meloetta again um crazy that it just keeps winning um piloted by Dionysius Lee? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm probably butchering Dion, that. Dionysius Dion so, sounds about as accurate as possible. Yeah, going 10-2, and two, um, so a really good, really awesome record. Um, like, like I said, Mew, uh, Mew Meloetta looks pretty much like the standard Meloetta Mew list. Um, I mean, just obviously very aggressive, very aggro. Forest Seal Stone's a guarantee, that one missing piece, so you can be swinging on your first turn going second. Yeah. Uh, Penny, Penny seems to be a new staple in these lists, especially Mew. 
as a one of supporter, it's kind of sick to be able to poke with Deoxys. If they trade back with Cram, decide to try to set up a combo play with some Sableye cuteness, you get to put the Deoxys and the Double Turbo and the Fusion Strike energy back into your hand to really like manage your resources and buy yourself a turn against Lost Box, and I think that's really sick. Um, it's all about the turn one explosiveness with this deck, though. Like you're getting into your Elisa Sparkle really quick. Um, you have the path to really just put your opponent at a disadvantage when it's time to do just that. Playing the Choice Belt, playing the Cleansing Gloves covers a wide field of weaknesses and just HP thresholds. Uh, the list is good. Like you, you really can't take anything away from me right now. It doesn't seem like it's uh, slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, and the I, I do like the Penny as well, too, in these lists, because uh, I feel like one of the issues that Mew Max did have in the past that um, sometimes just caught it off guard. If, if they went a little too aggressive playing Mew, they, uh, sometimes your opponent could just boss stall a Genesect, and that would give them, buy them enough turns to uh, get back in the game. Well, with that Penny, now you can just bring that Genesect back into your hand and be able to start going again without having to worry, without worrying about maybe potentially burning that last double turbo or something you need um, to use as a hard retreat option. So um, very cool. Very, yeah, just very forward list. And like I said, keep showing that it's uh, it's got the power behind it. Yep, no, I tend to agree. Second place, Gardevoir X does play Drapion, which is very surprising that uh, didn't beat Mew. But, you know, Mew's too consistent, and Double Path will do that to you. Um, you got your pretty simple supporter spread to research, one boss's orders, one Serena, one Judge, one Roxanne, one Worker, one Miriam, one Penny. Um, seems like it's uh, just your typical Gardevoir list. I really like the power that this deck has at its disposal with double Zacian and the single choice belt. You really have the ability to blow something up one time. The single collapse means they can't really boss like a Gardevoir or a Curlia or something with a two retreat cost into the active and you kind of run out of energy that way. Um, but it's a sick list. It's, it's really, really cool. It, we all know that I'm a huge fan of Gardevoir, um, and we see in this version that they are electing to play the Forest Seal Stone over that Sky Seal Stone, which I think has pretty much just become the standard, um, and for good reasons, because one of the things, even though you're getting so many cards with the Curlia's trade ability, um, or refinement, sorry, um, it you're seeing a lot of cards, but sometimes you still just miss that one piece, that one rare candy, or that one Gardevoir if you have the rare candy in hand. So um, just having that and being able to find those missing pieces you need um, really does help. And um, even though it plays all these one-offs, it's just it's really cool how consistent the list can be because of that. Um, and then one thing I just want to mention, too, how cool are these finalists and championship like plaques that they got for these? Like That is so cool. I'm looking at it in this photo. I'm just like... That's taking my attention away from actually looking at the deck. It's amazing. Yeah. I wish you guys like could the, all see this. The medals and lanyards are always super cool, but these plaques are something else, man. Like the the like custom artwork is super sick. Really just like captures the moment in which we were playing TCG too, which I think is a really cool addition. Um and you know, and you're getting a very unique card, unique promo. Um and it's just, it, it's real easy to hang on the wall. It's not like something like a cheesy metal that'll just collect dust. It's still cool to show off. But yeah, I really do like these, uh, the way that they present themselves. 
Yeah, yeah, but yeah, super huge fan of Gardevoir, and I think it's just going to get, or we all know it's going to get stronger going into the Paldea Evolve format. Yeah. Uh, the one honorable mention is going to be none other than Cash at 12th place. This is the Mr. Pokey Stats himself. Uh, dude is playing for a lot. Lost in top 16, unfortunately, but still did the damn thing with Mew. Um, you know, it's very out of their realm to play it. They're a huge Arctina fan, and uh, they just, you know, I don't want to say they made an inappropriate meta call. I think that playing Mew is always safe. Uh, you got the double forest seal, the single cleansing, double choice belt. Got a lot of additives here on top of your four power tabs as well. Uh, but the modifiers are what it's all about, especially if you want to trade out other big VMAXs if me VMAX was the call for the weekend. Um, but yeah, super sick list. And, uh, you know, GG's cash played your ass off this season. And uh, looking forward to seeing what you do at Worlds. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I I've never I haven't been the biggest fan of Mew throughout this uh, you know season, but it just it is a very strong deck, and I think it is it is always an appropriate meta call. Like if you're not sure what to play, or you're just at a point where you need points to um, get to Worlds, I, I think Mew is always going to be a safe bet. Um, and obviously, it was for Cash um, because he was able to get his Worlds invite with playing this deck. So, um, and even though it's not his style, so. Um, again, yeah, like you said, GG's to cash. Uh, it's pretty cool. I, I'm uh, I'm jealous that uh, all these people are getting to post their they're finally get finishing up their points for worlds and uh, wish I could go, but you know, tis life. Yeah, yeah no, nah, it is what it is, brother. Now you're gonna go have fun and ball out at NAIC, and it'll be really really cool to see you on stream and finals, right? right. Oh God, that's what I, I hope. Yeah, that's, that's right. All right, with that, we're uh, we're gonna dive into the MetaShare study. Wasn't a whole lot of tournament stuff to talk about, and limitless events are just so good right now with half of your card pool being accessible to you. Um, <laughs> MetaShare study, uh, NAIC is approaching fast. Here's what the online scene looks like. Side note: We currently can't play Spirit Tomb, Clef Key, Ting Lu, Empoleon, or Aerodactyl V Star. So it's not like 100% like a full online scene, I suppose. But nonetheless, we'll look at some results. Uh, the graphics brought to us by Justin Basil. Uh, super helpful laying all the uh, images out for us. This is with the, with the standard format from um, the 5th to the 19th, basically since uh, Paldea Evolved has been legal online. Tier 1, you got your Lost Box Greninja Toolbox, and you have your Guard of Oryx. You know, those two lists don't stray too far from uh, the core. They don't have a lot of variety or spicy tech kind of thrown in, but they're seeing great results because, you know, you're testing the same 55 cards over and over again and, and seeing what sticks, and I think that that repetition and just evolving that core ever so slightly to really refine it makes it just that much stronger yeah i mean we're seeing a lot of the same uh the same kind of culprits in this this top share meta share um obviously with what is working online um with with a few decks sneaking in there as new decks but i think a lot of the decks like you mentioned um are still good they're just getting better with new techs coming in um that are just making it more consistent uh new ways to play it uh, like we see in the the top first spot is the Lost Box with uh, Radiant Greninja. Um, I still think that deck is insanely strong. It's one of my considerations as well as Gardevoir X in the Tier 1 list. Um, 
like we've mentioned before, um, it doesn't lose anything at all. If anything, it gains a lot of text um, with, you know, different things coming in. Um, doesn't gain a lot, but I think just the fact that you can play four Iono with it um, makes it that much stronger. Uh, Lugia V-Star with Single Strike, uh, still very solid. That's one of the decks that I've been practicing against. And for a deck that relies on coin flips so heavily, uh, it still just seems to pop off whenever those coin flips goes goes in their way. Um, UV Max, obviously incredibly strong. Uh, we keep seeing it top in the current format, so why wouldn't it top in the next format? Um, the first new newcomer we see is Chen Pao EX, um, a deck that has been kind of, hit, I feel like people feel like is hit or miss. Um, I feel like people either love it because it can swing big damage, or they're like, ah, it's too combo uh, reliant. But um, really good deck, you know, and then as we see, we go down the list more, we got the Mu V Max with Fusion Strike, Lugia V Star with Colorless Snorlax. And somehow still holding on is Giratina V-Star with Comfy. Um, <laughs> I That one is actually still surprising to me um, because I just think, I don't know, I just think it's okay. I mean, okay is definitely the correct term, especially for what is considered a Tier 3 deck in terms of online results. Um, what I have to say about Giratina, a lot like Dialga V-Star, they both... I mean, we had this discussion in the Discord, and I'm kind of going to say it verbatim because I like what I said. Um, they add something new to the game. It's an element you can't really prevent, as in, you know, getting a bunch of energy on Dialga, taking an extra turn, Giratina being able to del- delete a Pokemon completely off the field if you have X uh, cards in the Lost Zone. Um, they're very powerful V-Star pa- powers and both decks have a whole lot going for them in terms of swinging for correct weaknesses or just not having a weakness at all being able to combo sableye and radiant greninja the other being able to you know effectively get two turns on their second term of the game if everything goes accordingly um it's just a it's a good time to be an awkward vmax right now but it's not necessarily going to win you games against something super consistent against Lost Box and Gardevoir. I think Giratina stays in that balance because of what it brings to the table and because it's so easy to splash into Lost Zone flavored decks without losing too much of that core. Um, but Arcdura, nowhere on this list. It is a heavy favorite for everybody in the previous format. And it's nowhere to be found on here. And there's one deck I want to point out specifically that Colorless Lugia with the nice new variety of colorless or special energy we just got, it doesn't beat Arcdura. If you get one Duraludon set up, it doesn't have a counter. So what are your thoughts on that? I really think that one is more or less because it's kind of like that the, the deck that's been around a little while and people are ready to play with and test the new shiny thing um so maybe the people that were playing that kind of have moved on to different decks to test also with going into something like naic i think people since arcdura has been around for so long they kind of know how to play that like with the new set nothing really changes with it um with that deck specifically so right now they're probably testing all these other decks um, in preparation for NAIC, and so that's why they're playing these in these online tournaments and getting their reps in. And if you know they find something they like better than that, they'll go with that. And if not, they can just fall back on their Arc Dura. So even though it's not on this list, I would not be surprised at NAIC for it to make an appearance. Um, one, because people are 
looking at things like this and going, oh, I don't have to tech for that because no one's playing it. And lo and behold, people are going to show up with it because it's old, tried and true, and they know how to play it. As much as we love it, it's very straightforward. And someone's going to make a a really deep run with it um, because they're going to catch a bunch of Lugias off guard that have no outs to it. Specifically, Lugia colorless. You know, Lugia V Star single strike energy has the uh, the good old Urshifu, and V Guard energy will prevent you from really getting bodied um, early. Obviously, not from Shred, but from the Arceus flavored things in the list. Um, but yeah, I think that's the only deck that really has an out to it. Mew has a ton of path. Chin Pao hits huge numbers. Um, Gardevoir hits huge not, numbers. <laughs> Gardevoir hits huge, consistent numbers, draws a million cards. Um, you know, I think it's a bad time to be an Arceus deck, which is really unfortunate because I, I loved how much Arceus we had in the previous format. But I digress. Uh, we're still not seeing a whole bunch of the other things that everybody was talking about. Obviously, Ting Lu can't make it onto this list because he can't play it on PTCGL. Uh, Quad Keys, Arceus, Aerodactyl also can't play. So, you know, these results might be skewed because of those specific cards being bugged and not being able to really test for them but you know it's cool we don't have like a huge pokemon event coming up or anything like that yeah i know it's it's kind of like the worst timing on the planet right now because some people that's all they're testing i have a um a local guy that other than when he can make it out to uh locals to test we actually i did get to test with him a little bit this weekend before i started feeling under the weather um and he was just like let's do game after game and which i was i was grateful for because i needed the reps too um but he's trying you know he's needs to practice online and right now he can't play against some of the decks that he's expecting to kind of see um or you know at least those fringe decks um that you might not run into but in case you do run against or run into it you want to know how to play against it like tinglu yeah like miradon (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, uh, but that about does it for the MetaShare study. Really sucks if we can't play with all the cards online, but, you know, hopefully you can get out to your locals, print some proxies, or join our webcams uh, in the Discord. If you want to be in the Discord, just reach out to us. You'll get a quick vibe check, and then we'll let you in. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, we're we're playing, we're playing we're going to be playing cards like three nights a week. Like, if, that, if this stays consistent, dude, it's been really, really fun. Uh, but let's dive into the cards spotlight. Uh, we saw all of Pokemon card 151. I selected a handful of EX Pokemon from the set. And I have a question for Justin. Of the Charizard EX, Blastoise EX, Wigglytuff EX, Alakazam EX, and Mew EX, which one do you think stands a chance of making the biggest impact on our format when they become legal out of which ones out of all the ones that we have listed here out of all of them i have here feel free to read a few of them if you'd like to man i mean there's they all have merit to them um i just i still think the biggest impact one because of how it's just the wording and the fact that we've never seen this kind of mechanic before, but is the Alex, Alex X with the dimensional manipulation that does 120 damage, but it does it to, uh, you can attack from the bench. Um, I just think something like that is just so unique. It's going to force a, like people have to have to learn how to play in a new way because normally you're kind of just, it's like, Oh, it's in the active. I'll swing and take it out. But if this, this thing's on the bench and you're out of gusting options, 
I mean, it, it's really going to make someone have to learn how to uh, resource manage so they don't burn their gusting options earlier, else they're just going to sit there and get take damage without even being able to attack the thing that's taking, giving them, or, you know, putting damage on them. So I think that'll be the one that makes the biggest impact as far as unique uh, gameplay and uh, resource management skills. Do you think that it's going to impact the meta, though? I think it'll impact the game, for sure. I personally have never played with a Pokemon card that attacks from the bench. Um, I do think it will, because, like I said, I think the fact that... uh, and and this is not a dig at newer players by any means, but people haven't really, until re- recently with Lost Box decks, had to really learn how to resource manage um, with their Pokemon decks like they used to have to back in the day a lot more. Um, and it, it's almost like you could just dig through your deck and find what you need and win the game, whereas this will cause you to have to... Um, like I said, just resource manage a lot better. And it, it's going to really take that... that those players to the next level of skill and so if this deck becomes popular it will really um you'll see the the top players be able to withstand uh either play around this deck or play it play it better than their opponents would be able to uh you know play against them they'll outplay their opponents is what i'm trying to say yeah i think it's a really rough time to have to be a dark type pokemon and play for Gust. Obviously, Umbreon VMAX is going to be around for a little bit, so maybe that will find its way back into the format if Alakazam becomes a problem. Um, I've seen some early lists where they're playing the Unknown V, um, and the V-Star power makes all of your opponent's Pokemon's weakness psychic, and Alakazam becomes very much more threatening when that 120 turns to 240. Um I think that this Mew EX stands a chance to be pretty impactful. 180 HP, Psychic-type Pokemon, the ability to restart once during your turn. You may draw until you have three in your hand. So you can really burn a lot of resources, draw an additional three cards. Don't like those three cards? Research it, or Iono it back to the bottom of your deck. And then for three colorless, it does genome hack. You use one of your opponent's active Pokemon's attacks and use it as this attack. doesn't specify that you need to have the... Um, energy necessary to perform the attack unless on your opponent's attack it clearly states that you need to have like one metal one water and then you take an extra prize for the rest of the game blah 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 but (laughs) it's uh i think that that's really cool because now effectively like you have a basic pokemon that could trinity charge and that's pretty baller uh or you have a basic pokemon that can um what's giratina's it's not lost impact but the other one yeah the one where it deletes it off the board yeah that one obviously you need 10 cards in the lost zone to do it but man that seems really really powerful I think that that's a a really good attack to have and it has free retreat and it's got you know just a lot of stuff going for it I tend to think that this is going to be a very versatile card but I just can't remember the last time Mew was not printed as an incredibly versatile card yeah, I think the free retreat aspect is really nice as well, too. Um, the fact that it's three three energies makes it a little tougher, but if Gardevoir stays around, um, I mean, that's something that, <laughs> you know, you accelerate three energies to it and just do whatever attack you pretty much want on your opponent's active. So 
um, would be a cool inclusion in there. And I mean, and there's a lot of cards in here that are really cool. I think the Blastoise EX is really awesome. Um, the fact that it's 330 and its ability Solid Shell takes 30 less, so it's effectively 360 HP. And then its attack for two water energies, uh, twin cannons 140 times. Discard up to two basic water energies from your hand. This attack does 140 damage for each card you discard in this way. So 280 for two energy, and you're not discarding the energies off it. You're discarding them out of your hand. Um, obviously paired with something like Chen Pao, which gets two energies from the deck and puts them into your hand. Um, I, I think that's a really interesting combo that's going to be coming up as well, too. I think it's a really good time to be water. I think that Chen Pao is probably just a little bit more efficient. The math is just a little bit better. But Blastoise being as big and tanky as it is, even if you're swinging for lightning weakness, you have to hit it for 180 damage to take a knockout. And, um, you know, a really conservative player might be able to limit their bench and Raikou wouldn't necessarily be quite as effective uh but with it being such a good time to be water it's a really bad time to be fire uh charizard ex 330 hp stage two fire type pokemon for one fire energy do brave wings does 60 damage and if this pokemon has any damage counters on it this attack does 100 more damage uh works great with the magma basin stadium which is pretty baller but you're only hitting for 160 damage and putting yourself at 320 or less. Um, and Chen Pao's just going to eat this thing alive. And if, even if you get a chance to evolve into it, um, you have to get up to 4 energy on it to use Explosive Vortex for 330 damage and you discard 3 energy from that Pokemon. Uh, before Chen Pao, this looked like a really good card. Post Chen Pao, this looks really bindery. Yeah, and then just going back to the you know, it, I think it'll still have merit and have a place. Um, you know, doing three thirties, nothing to scoff at. But yeah, water is just going to be really strong going forward. Um, I mean, it, even in Paldea, it's going to be very strong. Obviously, going back to water being strong, uh, we have Irida, which makes Blastoise EX even more consistent, uh, makes Chen Pao more consistent. So I just think it's going to. It, I think it's going to push all the fire decks down um, because water is just going to be relatively uh, highly played. So, um, yep. And, of course, the one we haven't talked about is uh, Wigglytuff EX, uh, the last one. Uh, 250 HP, ability expanding body. If this Pokemon has any special energy attached to it, it gets 100 HP. So the fact that you could play this with special energies and have 350 HP is also insane. Um, and then it has, for three colorless energies, Friend Tackled 90+. plus. Play a supporter from your hand during this turn. This attack does 90 more damage. Um, I believe that this will be played alongside the one prize version that gets the therapy energy out of the deck. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So that way you're literally accelerating energy to it. So you're accelerating energy and boosting the HP at the same time. Um, and then obviously you're going to play supporter for turn because why not? So you're going to be hitting 180 damage every turn um, depending on what energies you have attached to it as well. So. Uh, again, another great card, especially just for a stage one. Um, 350 HP for a stage one is is massive, so um, we like seeing that kind of stuff. Or yeah, depending if we're playing against it. Uh, I mean, and what better supporter to play every single turn than Sharon's Care? You know, yeah. colorless Pokemon. If it gets hit just a little bit, you know, being 350 HP, it's kind of hard to knock out. Like you can't even Gale Thrust it. Beat it with with fighting weakness for knockout, 
because it's so big with special energy attached to it. Yeah, and that's that's the wild part about it. The fact that we're getting to a point like we thought where they were going to be scaling back these HPs going into this, you know, Scarlet and Violet format at first, but now it's getting to the point where even weakness is not knocking out like Pokémon. It's and it's kind of insane to me, honestly. Yep, I tend to agree. Um, of the you know majority of these cards, Alakazam definitely brings the newest thing to the table, and it's going to shake the game up the most. Uh, but I think in terms of the meta, probably Mew or Blastoise, just because what they have access to, how splashable they can be, and just how much utility they really bring to their specific archetypes. Yeah, I, I'm I'm calling it right now. I think someone's going to make an Alexam EX deck with a big wall Pokemon in front and just especially colorless maybe this Wigglytuff and just do Sharon's yeah. loops <laughs> and and literally pick up the Pokemon that is getting damaged and put another fresh one in front so I just think that's going to be something interesting that we'll see yeah I tend to agree I think Alexam definitely brings something new to the table um the hot topic of the week Pokemon Trading Card Game Live sucks. Uh, <laughs> there's really not much else to say about it. We've uh, talked a bunch of shit about it the whole way through this podcast. Uh, but, you know, not being able to play Spirit Tomb, a brand new card that brings something to the table, you know, being able to negate your opponent's basic V's Pokemon is huge. It also has an attack, which shuffles itself back into the deck, which is very useful. Um, you know, I guess we could be thankful that it's not Mimikyu because if you're making safeguard Pokemon non-playable, then like, why did we add safeguard to the game ever? Um, you know, Tinglu is supposed to be like a title Pokemon. It's printed on the packs of the cards. Can't even play it. No one was playing Empoleon before, but who cares? But like not being able to play a whole archetype in the form of Clefki Aerodactyl, it seems kind of targeted. And, you know, we know it's not because the deck is broken, because it didn't win Fresno or, uh, what was it, Milwaukee before that. But it definitely showed all the way up. And now you can't play it. You can't practice it. You can't see if it holds up in the Paldea format. Like, this client blows, man. It is kind of just absolutely wild to me that you're going to have a new set come out and you're going to shut down a previously somewhat... I don't. It's not flawless by any means, but PTCGO is shutting down that client, um, and to make everyone force everyone to play this, and you can't really play it. And like, I feel like it's gotten to the point now that the only people defending it um, are the people who go, "Well, you get free decks." Like, and yes, that's great. Yes, the crafting uh, aspect is amazing, but when you can't, if you're on a level like us or top players um and you can't practice for something like naic coming up like thank god we live in a technology age where we have things like discord where we can play webcam cam games over because um that is becoming a a better way to play practice um friend games whatever you name it than the client itself produced by pokemon like I, I spent all this time scanning in so many codes when live came out because I was like, you know what? I can craft. I'll scan these codes in and just be able to build what I want. And I can't say it's been weeks to a month since the last time I booted it up because all I keep seeing is 
issue after issue and if I'm going to test I don't want there to be issues I want to go right into what I know is going to work for me and play against someone and plus also just a social aspect for me too I like playing over webcams we can shoot the shit and stuff like that but it, it just it's that is becoming a better practicing source than live itself is yeah I tend to agree um, you know Gardevoir top deck in the format right now still doesn't work 100% of the time you know there would be an absolute riot happening online if like comfy or radiant greninja didn't work you know so it's it just baffles me man that card's that exactly that that's what i'm saying like which which archetypes getting targeted next like what what aren't we not what are we not going to be able to play next because if you start making rc's bugged Start making things like Crydon and Hazui and Arcanine bugged. Like I'll literally have no decks to play. Like it's <laughs> all I want to do is play Klefki. I can't even play Klefki. So it's a it's a bad time to play the online client. Yeah, it's really cool to craft cards. Yeah, it's really cool to like not have microtransactions and deal with a really bad trade market. But can't even play the game. You know. Yeah, so. and and I we do have to give them a little bit of credit. Like I could not imagine developing a game like this um, myself personally. There's so many micro uh, interactions that X. I mean, you see Jake Gearhart tweet the random card interactions on Twitter all the time and stuff like that. And it's like, I couldn't imagine having to program some of those interactions like that. It just seems like that's uh, an absolute nightmare. But it's also what these people who signed up to make this, you know, it's signed up for. Um, and so it's just like, you would think they would either devote more resources and time, um, or at that point, maybe don't release a set two weeks early. Um, you know, and then there'd be a bunch of bugs, maybe release it when it's actually like legal, like at that point, give yourself an extra two weeks to maybe test these trans or interactions and stuff like that. So you can fix them upon actual release. Yeah. And like, obviously we shouldn't have to rely on an online client to play the game at a competitive level but the game needs to be played you know to its extent you know if we as a community push to have online clients like this like if they did not care about us playing the card game online they simply would not have an online client you know it drives you to buy pokemon cards to have code cards to craft more decks and so on and so forth even though they give you free stuff, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are getting to utilize the client to its full extent. So I, as hard as their jobs might be, Pokemon kind of seems like a bottomless trust fund in terms of money. We see what they make. We see what they sell. We saw the sick Team Rocket, like, what is it, merchandise lineup. They obviously made a bunch of money off of that. Take like 25%. Give it to your production people in Pokemon, you know, the training card game live and see what kind of results we get. Yeah, uh, I will say pro tip for anyone who wants to get a lot of codes, make friends with those collectors that come into your local leagues and shops that don't care about those code cards and trade them cards you don't care about for those code cards because that's how I get a lot of my codes. Um I did a trade with someone that sent me literally a 
uh, flat rate UPS box of codes um, for like a few very cheap gold cards that I did not want or need. Um, and they were ecstatic to get rid of their box full of codes. So um, make friends with those people and don't buy a million packs or codes from online or at stores. Uh, get them from people who are already ripping the packs. That's my pro tip for you guys because I don't want to have to scan all that stuff in or buy all those and- packs to scan in. Unless it supports your local card store. Definitely buy their code cards. Yes, it's, some it's, stores do sell them. Mine does not uh, that I know of anymore. They used to, and I have not seen them for sale in a long time like that. So that's why I make friends with the, the, the collector guys. I, I mean, I'm sure they'll never use it. Um, let's dive into the news. Um, there are limited spots available for NAIC that are going to open up on the 20th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you aren't in and you want in, this is your last chance to play in the biggest Pokemon TCG tournament to date. So set your alarms, you know, wake up, make yourself a cup of coffee, or, you know, it might be lunchtime for you over in the East Coast. So, uh, yeah, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So that mean you're uh, coming to hang out with me, Drew? No. <laughs> uh, I wish. It is far too expensive and short notice for me to do something like that but i hope that people that i enjoy watching and talking to get into naic for sure yeah i'll have my cube with me uh i gotta confirm today so uh that i'll have someone to help me get my cube there so come find me and we'll play cube if we got open spot very very cool very much so looking forward to talking about that on a later date but uh that's all the news let's go into the listener question uh skies tcg on twitter said, how and where do you learn to shuffle cards? Justin, where did you learn to shuffle cards? Um, <laughs> pretty much just shuffling them by myself, I guess. Um, so I've always, like, played card games. Um, I played Pokemon when I was a kid. I played, like, blackjack and poker for fun growing up. Like, always had family game nights and stuff like that um so I just kind of learned myself shuffling that way um i will say for the first many years of playing pokemon competitively like back to it um i like to play with shinier cards so i was just terrified of riffle shuffling and i just did like the kind of overhand shuffle um now i just don't care i'll riffle shuffle those shiny cards to hell and back because i care more about playing than the value of cards um, cause I'd rather get a good shuffle and stuff like that. Uh, but I know there are people like, um, tricky Jim has made a video on different forms of shuffling. Um, so, uh, that's a great source to check out. Um, cause it also supports him and his channel and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of videos on YouTube about different forms of shuffling. I don't do the fancy, like up in the air, bend them in half and make that <sighs> noise. I just kind of on the table, riffle shuffle and you know um but that would be my my recommendation on learning to shuffle is find a good youtube video um be ready to pick up a bunch of cards off the ground the first handful of times um and i also recommend maybe using sleeving up a bunch of energies to start because um those first couple of shuffles might be a lot more aggressive than you're uh, planning to do yeah um the energy cards was a huge thing for me you know i took some older sleeves that have been played and used sleeved a bunch of basic energies into them obviously 60 because you need to get a feel for a 60 card deck um and i keep it on my desk at work 
So when I'm kind of bored doing like a training or sending off some emails, I can just sit there and kind of like waterfall shuffle, riffle shuffle if I'm alone and don't want to annoy anybody. Um, I just recently kind of got into riffle shuffling. At first, because I was using Dragon Shields like exclusively, I was always like just chopping cards from like waterfall and mass shuffling. Um, and then I stepped into riffle shuffling and then the corners would bend like the worst than ever. And you'd get marks on the side of the cards if they weren't like black sleeves. So, um, now that I'm using cortex, um, I've had a lot better shuffling experience depending on what I like to do. Um, you know, and I've been riffle shuffling a lot since then and I have had no issues whatsoever. Um, but I originally learned because I watched a lot of Andrew Mahone Tricky Jim's videos and I was really interested in all the neat ways that he and all of the people that he brought on to do tabletop uh, just had different shuffling styles and watching YouTube videos on that from, you know, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, and just overall other card games that play sleeved, obviously, um, have been huge. Don't try to teach yourself to shuffle with ETB sleeves. It is a worst. horrible idea. <laughs> I learned how to shovel with ETB sleeves, and I wish I never did because I was doing it so poorly and randomizing so badly all the time. Yeah, I will say definitely a good quality sleeve makes all the difference too. Um, I use a variety now that we're not really doing any, doing stuff specifically with Ultimate Guard anymore. I've I've been going through some Christmas packs of Dragon Shields I've had laying around. Um, and the feel is a little different than the Cortex. I actually do personally like the Cortex a lot better. Um, those things just definitely are a lot more durable, at least on the corners and stuff I've noticed. Um, but yeah, a good set of sleeves will definitely help you, I feel like, improve your um, shuffling habits versus those crappy ETB sleeves, which half the time when you go to shuffle them, they're peeling anyways, so it just messes everything up. Yep, yeah, no, I tend to agree. Uh, but very good question. Hopefully you uh, have some happy happy shuffling in your future. And if anybody else has questions for us, feel free to hit up our Twitter at PCS underscore pod. Uh, Patreon Discord updates. Webcam locals. This Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Paldea Evolved is legal. And prizing is 100 packs of Paldea Evolved on PTCGL. Proxies are fine. So if you want to come dabble in the new format, join our Patreon. And come play in this tournament. It's going to be a good time. Webcam GLC will start the following week on Thursday, 29th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. New Paldea Evolve cards will be legal for that as well. And prizing will be 50 packs of Paldea Evolved. And this month's raffle will be one of the new PCS playmats. We'll announce the winner during our standard locals on the 21st between Swiss and Top Cut. You do need to be a part of our Patreon to qualify for it. So make sure you check out our patreon at patreon.com slash pcs podcast yeah um no prediction <laughs> no oh, sorry. sorry i was gonna say um i will say if you guys are going to naic since it is palde evolved it's a good testing ground for um obviously for naic i'm looking forward to it if i'm not dying from this cold that's coming on so um i will be there and then unfortunately for glc i'll actually be uh in or on my way to Columbus, if not already there at that time. I'm not sure exact time. So uh, maybe I'll see you guys there for that, but maybe not as well. So Yeah, no, it's all good. Those uh, who do participate in the GLC, though, it's going to be a good time. Uh, we already did predictions for NAIC, so 
that's going to wrap up the show. Justin, go ahead and plug it up. Yeah, if you guys want to find me on Twitter, my handle is PokerBrewsTCG. And if you want to find me on Instagram, my handle is PokerBrews. Uh, Instagram is still the easiest way to reach me. But on both social socials, you can find my Linktree account where you can find things like my TCG player affiliate link. If you use that link, any shopping you do directly supports the show and upcoming regional expenses, all while co- costing you nothing extra. You can also f- find things like our PCS Podcast official merchandise by Bonfire. That link is bonfire.com slash store slash pcspod. Um, and eventually we're going to get a Twitch channel going, maybe Twitch, maybe one of the other new streaming things. We'll figure that out when we get there. Um, but in the meantime, if you guys do want to go ahead and give that a follow, that'll be twitch.tv slash pcspodcast. Um, and on to you, Drew. All right. If you want to find me on social media, I am on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube as Katana TCG. And if you want to be a part of our monthly giveaways or get entrance to the PCS locals, make sure you're hitting up our Patreon at patreon.com slash PCS podcast. Just sign us off. We'll see you guys next week. See you.